0: Just talking off the air with um, John Burnside, city councillor, and uh, this is just going to be, for anybody who likes following politics as a soap opera, this is going to be the juiciest thing ever, because all of a sudden there are all these people jockeying for position, many of whom were jockeying before, many of whom didn't think, you know, you take Jennifer Keyes, Matt, I don't know if she's running, but she showed up at CP24 this morning to talk. So... For her, you know, waiting another three years would have been... A long chapter to try once again for the mayoralty, but being able to jump in right now in all of the chaos in a completely undefined field of possible candidates, maybe that's more tempting. Uh, Joe Cressy said no. Gil Penalosa says he's in. Uh, Shelly Carroll told us no this morning on the air. Uh, Mike Layton, who knows? Olivia Chow, does she want to run again? Um, Michael Thompson, Brad Bradford, uh, Michael Ford, some people talking about, Anna Bilal, um uh, Josh Matlow, who judging by some communications I got this weekend is running, but isn't saying he's running, um, pinball Clemens, you know, maybe that's what we need at the end of Hamlet. Everybody's dead. You know, the queen drank the poison. Everybody got stabbed. And then Fortinbras arrives and says, Hey, okay, everything's under control. And so maybe that's pinball Clemens role to play. We'll see. I've talked to pinball a lot about running for mayor, and I think he is of the opinion that I am um, when people joke that I should get into politics. And I always say seems like too much of a real job. No, thanks. You know, I enjoy what I'm doing. I hate the schedule, but I enjoy what I'm doing. And it's not that hard. It's uh, and there's Joe Cressy live on CP24. OK, so all the people who aren't running are on TV this morning. 8.07 is the time and speaking of uh, television what a glorious spectacle it was last night we had the super bowl and for those who don't necessarily know a lot about football that's fine because then there are the commercials which are customarily the finest advertising in the business tony chapman from chatter that matters is with us and of course his whole expertise is branding and marketing and tony it's good to have you good monday morning Good Monday morning to you, John. Let's start first with uh, the takeaway in a note that you sent me. I understand it was $7 million for 30 seconds of TV time? Yeah, 30 seconds of air. And then factoring on top of that, the cost of celebrities producing the
1: commercial and the ones that do it well is the activation that happens afterwards. It's all the social media, in-store displays. I and mean, some people are spending $80 to $100 million all attached to Super Bowl. So it's a massive bet. And it's a bet that if it fails, it often takes down a career. And if it succeeds, it often uh, propels one.
0: Well, and it is interesting to reflect for a moment. I mean, sure, they're paying $7 million for 30 seconds during the Super Bowl. However, I spent like an hour yesterday at home at my desk just clicking through one ad after another. I was volunteering my time and watching for free. Yeah, and that's that's how the whole game has changed because it is such a big event and they
1: do create these ads for it, that it becomes an event on top of itself. And this is why we do, this is why great marketers realize that it's the bow tie, which is the teasing, excitement, getting, creating an itch, the event itself, and then what happens afterwards is really what makes fantastic marketing. So yeah, $7 million, but as you said, you know, millions and millions of impressions afterwards is where you're gonna get your payback.
0: What did you see
1: that you liked? I love this whole pop square which is when they brought the breaking bad guys back together again and instead of creating crack in the trailer, they've come up with a new snack and but just seeing the characters reenacted, I won't spoil the teaser if you haven't seen it, but the payoff at the end. What I really like about this ad though, John, is the ad that the product has a role in the story versus sort of being forced in the middle of a, a great
0: celebrity interaction. All right. Well we actually have the audio from that spot. So Nick, fire her up. Yo, these are the bomb! And they're air popped, not fried. Popcorners? You're an artist! Actually, Jesse, it's just basic ingredients. No, we don't eat our own supply. Mr. Why? Jesse, everyone's gonna wanna taste, and I know just the guy to talk to. What are these? We call them popcorners. Say their name. <laughs> You're right, Tony. It's, uh, it's amazing to hear those two people together again, and it's always worth reminding people that uh, Jesse, the character that we were listening to, was originally supposed to die at the end of season one, but they liked him so much with the main character that they basically became co-stars.
1: Yeah, and you know it's probably not only co starred I would say he carried the show very often because people just fell in love with his his personality. I think because he reminded him, you know, what he has and his attributes is somewhat what we're like some days. Great storyline, but again, the brand has a role in the, where sometimes you see these fantastic celebrities are interacting. The end of you go, what brand was it? Another one I loved was this workspace, which is how often we say, oh, John, you're a rock star. Oh man, you're a rock star. That's that's rock star. And so they brought a bunch of aging rock stars to come out and remind people that even though you get this product, it doesn't make you a rock star.
0: Okay. Any other standouts for you? you know, those are the, I love that. I love the fact that Will Ferrell did
1: an electric vehicle uh, a combination yep. of Netflix. I thought that was a great one. And then the ones that failed Budweiser, Six Degrees Separation, didn't get it. Very complicated. I didn't like the Caddyshack one with uh, William Sisters because, it, it, again, it was so long and so drawn out. But at the end of it, what, what was the brand? So I really like the stories where the effortlessly interwoven between the plot, the great celebrities you get, and of course the uh, the brand, and they all come together at the end and make you laugh and smile and hopefully buy their product
0: the next day. Well, and one final thought, Tony, I had to think, you know, as I said, I went through probably two dozen commercials yesterday, and it struck me that in some cases, Super Bowl commercials are almost becoming a spoof of themselves, like they, they're overdoing it on the celebrity or on the caprice of, you know, reuniting people and stuff like that. Sometimes it just doesn't work.
1: It doesn't and sometimes it's just it, again the Caddyshack is a great example of it, which is it just doesn't work. You try to do so much within it and you know, you have thirty seconds to tell your story. Sure you'll put out a sixty or ninety second version that you'll watch online, but thirty seconds you gotta compress a lot in that storyline. And some people just try to do so much as opposed to just reminded that sometimes a simple payoff, a simple joke, a simple smile, like you know, the zombie biting uh, uh, you know uh, Will Farrell in the arm at the end, he goes,
0: you did kill me. It's, that's the payoff you need that makes you go, that's, that was a clever act. Tony, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thanks, John. Have a great day. Tony Chapman from Chatter That Matters, which you can hear live on News Talk 1010 at noon on Fridays, but it also exists as a standalone podcast that you can listen to at any time. Get it where you get your podcasts. And, of course, Tony made reference to the other show business aspect of the Super Bowl, and that would be the halftime show. And the reviews seem to be ecstatic about Rihanna. Not have to listen to the whole thing. It was a grand show, and you can revisit it on the internet, I'm sure. First time in what I'm reading that she has actually done a show in uh, five years, first live performance in five years. And intriguingly, normally they'll they'll trot somebody else out as a surprise, like, you know, it's Rihanna. And then, oh, okay, here comes Elton John. That didn't happen. There were no other other artists. And she also revealed during the performance that she's expecting her second baby. So there wasn't a gender reveal, but it was a pregnancy reveal. It was pretty fancy stuff. Meanwhile, uh, I guess we could call this an unreveal. They're shooting down spacecraft over Canada and the United States. Uh, Here's Justin Justin Trudeau and um, throw in number 31, Nick. A lot. Of, I find it very funny. I mean, Justin Trudeau has been the Prime Minister since 2015, and every time he makes some sort of an announcement, which a Prime Minister would make, everybody mocks him, and now they're mocking him for saying that he gave the orders to shoot down the unidentified spacecraft.
1: Yesterday, NORAD confirmed um, that an unidentified object uh, entered unlawfully Canadian airspace. Uh, it represented a reasonable threat to civilian aircraft. Uh, So I gave the order to take it down. Uh, Canadian and American fighter jets were scrambled uh, and an American F-22 successfully shot down the object. Uh, Recovery teams are on the ground um, looking to uh, find and analyze the object.
0: All right, well, let's face it, I don't think he gave the orders. Uh, He probably asked Joe Biden, and let's face it, you know, we're a population of 35 million people. We are the toque on the head of America. And uh, they are the largest military in history. So I'm sure they made the call. Although, proof positive that you can't get anything right. Remember when they didn't shoot the balloon down over mainland America, and they said it was because they didn't know what was in it and if it might pose a danger to people on the ground. Um, So conservative critics all said, oh, look how weak we are. We can't do anything. We can't shoot down a balloon. Now they're shooting things down. And what was the complaint I heard on one of the shows yesterday? Well, how do you know what's in that balloon? It could be a bioweapon.